sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out the way we go with another edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. Here with me, as always, is my good buddy, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, I am doing better than the college football playoff committee putting Tennessee at number one. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad decision. That, that was, was a bad, bad decision. decision. I think it was a great decision. I think it may have been the greatest decision they ever made. And then help, putting Georgia, help Georgia out. Three. Yeah. yeah. It, help Georgia I, that out. was... Man, you and I, because you were the one who told me that lie yeah. before we started recording, that, that it was out and Tennessee was one. And my immediate reaction was, I think, an annoyance, uh, like I, disbelief. But then after that kind of set in, I realized, I think I even told you, that may have been the dumbest thing they ever did. Um, Kirby Smart printed that, that, that off. For, oh, was, yeah. It was yeah. printer. Tootled yeah. on over to that bulletin bar, click, yep. tacked it right up there, and uh, said, look here, guys. They don't think you're – not only do they not think you're better than Tennessee, but they yeah. also don't think you're better than Ohio State. You took the three. words out of my mouth. You're yeah. the defending national champions, and you're not even the first or second best team nope. in the country. Nope. Yeah, that Tennessee's – they had no chance as soon as that. I, they, and I they, said this, I they said this lost in the podcast, man. Tuesday night. I don't, I don't know what – the, the college football playoff committee saw in Georgia to not rank them number one um, or, or two. Missouri. I can understand. I can understand Tennessee at one because of what they did to Alabama, whatever. That's, that's fine. They, at that point in the season, they probably had the two best wins of the season for any team, but like, there's no re like, there's no reason Georgia shouldn't have been number two. I, I have a huge, I have a really big problem with the CFP and who's on it. Um, I said this this morning on the podcast is there's just, the people that are on the college football playoff board don't have enough time on Saturdays to watch every single game that they should in its entirety. Uh, they're either catching bits and pieces of games or they're just watching the coaches highlights and clips of the games. And you can't do that. If you look at the box score of the Georgia Tennessee game this weekend, for instance, it was a 14 point game. It was a two score game on the box score. If that's all you looked at. And if you didn't watch the flow of the game, you didn't know that Georgia absolutely waffle stomped Tennessee the entire game, and Tennessee had no yes. shot in hell of winning that game. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a bigger issue at play with the people that are on the committee, and it's not their fault. These are, these are ads of colleges; they have other responsibilities that they have to do. Uh, but yeah, on this on this motorsport podcast, we will break down the college football playoff uh, bracket committee. <laughs> yeah, well, it's our podcast. We'll do what we want. We, but, we yeah, do I, what we want. I told my, to we'll close this out real quick. But I told my cousin last week who was messaging me. He's a Florida State fan, um, but we we often talk about each other's programs, get an honest perspective. And uh, he asked me what I thought, and I told him that I told him that Tennessee was the new, the pretty new girl at the bar, and she had everyone's attention, but. Um, the the ball the the clock was going to strike midnight, and we were gonna find out. And, and so I got a text message at about eight thirty on Saturday night that said Tennessee was the pretty girl at the bar. 
Yeah. And I was, yep. Tennessee uh, was the pretty girl at the bar, and you realized she was pretty after about 15 shots in. You yeah, woke well, up the next just, morning, and you realized she wasn't that pretty. Just that she wasn't real. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll go ahead on record and say I want it to be Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and Oregon in the Final Four. That's what I want in the Final Four. I think that's a realistic possibility. I think the long the long shot there is TCU. I'm, I'm not sold on them yet. I, I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if any of the teams in there have anything for Georgia, but I think that's good geographically. I think it's good for college football to have you got the North, the South, the Midwest, and the Far West all represented in, yeah. in the college football playoffs, and I just think that's unique. You know, I mean, it, you know, I know a lot of people want all SEC in there, but there's just no I want variety. No, I want to see something I don't, different. And I don't want Alabama or Tennessee. I, I don't want to see like LSU. The, what they have to win the SEC championship to get a two two sec teams and no i don't want that i'll take a rematch with oregon because bo nick said that if he, they saw georgia again they thought they could beat him so sign me up for that that's, and then that's not going to happen you now, and i don't I think they're going to get i don't think they're going to get waffle record. stomp like they did game no, one i think no, i think they might not. be a little closer uh yeah, but I, they yeah. should be they've had a yeah. whole season to figure it out and they look good they've looked good yes. ever since the loss to georgia uh yeah. but i i don't think in any realm of possibility they can they can beat georgia i don't know if there's anybody that can beat georgia honestly right now i haven't seen anybody that can so yep uh, we'll, we'll see what three we'll three see. more regular season weeks yep i think three more yep. mississippi state kentucky georgia tech yes three more was, mississippi state's not a walkover you have to go to starksville too that um, was my trap game at the beginning of the year yeah that's a, that's a tough game and i mean uk we'll we'll see what they have i, I love will levis i think he's going to be a great quarterback in the nfl uh, they sort of haven't lived up to what I thought they were going to be this year. Um, but, I mean, that's two hard games before you have a scrimmage game for, versus a uh, uh, middle school uh, to end the regular season. Yes. So, yep. yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Kennesaw State or West Georgia would probably be a tougher match for uh, Georgia than Georgia Tech. But And can can I get some backing here? Billy's talked about Deion Sanders going to Georgia Tech as their new head coach. Why the hell uh, would he do that? I, I don't have an answer for why he would do it, but I would love to see it. I mean, the only reason why he would do it is to get Dion back in Atlanta. But, I mean, Dion, I mean yes, he had he had a professional career in Atlanta, but he has no affiliation with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets no. uh, other than stomping them as a member of Florida State. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I see yeah. – I could see him going to Auburn more realistically I than could I could in Georgia Tech. him going to Auburn as well. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't – I don't know. But we'll see. I, I hope Georgia Tech gets him just for the fact that I've done, I just want Georgia Tech to be relevant again. I want their rivalry to mean something again because I used to hate Georgia Tech. And now I they're just they're they're not even in my life. Like they're they're I look at them fondly with memories of the rivalry that meant something. And now it's just pity and uh, and nothingness like that is how most people feel about the ohio state michigan rivalry is they want the other team to be good i think i am in the vast minority where i don't want michigan to be good ever i don't want them to be relevant at all i don't want them to win a single game i don't want them to go into the game with an even slightest chance of possibility i want us to be favored by 55 every game and us beat them by 62 <laughs> i don't ever want them to be good i don't ever want michigan to have a hope of being good screw There's them there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I, <laughs> we've beaten Georgia Tech so many times by so many points. It's just like, it's at what point is it not a rivalry anymore? Like it, a rivalry has to be 
I don't know, it has to have passion and emotion, and that's kind of fading from the Georgia Georgia Tech game. Yeah, so, it's gonna it's gonna have both sides winning winning here and there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Bryce, you want to talk about racing on? No, let's racing talk about podcast? racing. Let's let's go ahead and get to the championship races out of <laughs> Phoenix this weekend. We're gonna go ahead and start off with the trucks. Uh, after KBM trucks have really dominated the entire year, Zane Smith in the blue oval comes yes, away and wins his truck series finale thriller at Phoenix, and he claims his first truck series championship ever holding off a defending champion Ben Rhodes by 0.23 seconds uh, at the end of a wild final two laps of Friday night's Lucas Oil 150. Uh, Smith put it... Oh, oh, excuse me. I got a frog in my throat. Uh, Smith, Smith coming away. That was... I, I didn't think a non-KBM truck was going to win the championship this year. That kind of surprised me, man. Uh, did did somebody last week on the podcast pick Zane Smith to win a championship? I can't I, remember. Yeah, I think uh, I think someone did. I think uh, I think Mr. Matt Ridgeway picked Zane Smith to win a championship. Towed the party lines. I must have known something was coming. No, you're right. I I towed the party lines right for, for both championships that Afford was eligible, and I came out two for two. How you came out that? pretty good. Came yeah. out pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, we did uh, on my whole finish fab shop at work. We'll jump ahead just real quick um, while we're on the subject. My whole finish fab uh, did a, uh, a pick them for who's going to win the NASCAR Cup Series championship. And I think Ross Chastain had seven votes and Chase Elliott had one vote. And I was the only person in the entire shop to pick Joey Logano. They got to tow the party lines a bit better, man. That's ridiculous. I think everybody was just infatuated. Like everybody saw what Mark, what Ross Chastain did at Martinsville, and they thought, "How could this guy not?" He did have a bit of a like a a team of destiny vibe, um, just based on the the desperation. There was no links that he would not go to to win that championship. It was just whether or not he would be in position or not. Um, but yeah, yeah, back to the truck series. Zane Smith did a great job. Uh, has a bright future, deserving of a championship. Won from the pole, dominated the race. I know it came down to a a late race drama, but but the race. I mean, how many laps did he lead in the race? Because it was 77, 77 yeah. of one hundred and fifty four. Um, yeah, and I mean, it yeah. really and and those seventy seven laps were more or less cruising uncontested. Um, yeah, so team did a great job. Bryce, did you watch this race? It came on at 10 p.m. They took the green flag at 10.18 p.m. last Friday night. No, sir. No, sir. I did not watch a single lap. I was actually out in Bowden calling the Bowden versus Mount Zion football game. So That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you got home in time to finish it or... I got home and went to bed. I yeah, got home I and went to bed. Yeah. I yeah. had to watch the highlights the next day. We had some friends over. My neighbor uh, is a pit crew member, and so we had him over, and we were kind of hanging out and playing cards and and just having a good time. But but about eleven o'clock, we were all ready to call it a night. He had to fly to Phoenix the next morning, um, and I I crawled into bed and I made it to about twenty twenty something laps to go. Is the last time I saw the TV. Uh, I was I tried I tried so hard to hang on. Trying to keep uh, those it, eyelids yeah, open. It was it was well after midnight, and uh, I did I did not make it. I woke I woke had to wake up and figure out Zane Smith won. But <laughs> Zane Smith was leading when I fell asleep, and I more or less assumed that he pretty much had it covered. 
So Zane Smith comes away with the truck championship. The Blue Ovals get one of their two championships on the weekend on Friday night. Uh, moving on to Saturday is the Phoenix, the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship in Phoenix. Ty Gibbs wins the championship over uh, Gregson, holds them off in the final laps. Uh, but the sort of the bigger the bigger story here, other than Ty Gibbs winning and really dominating, sort of like Zane Smith did. Uh, Ty Gibbs won the Xfinity Series championship Saturday night, and on the same night after winning the the championship and celebrating with everybody, his father passes away uh, in his sleep. Coy Gibbs, um, the the night of Ty Gibbs winning a uh, winning a championship, and uh, he's a young man. He's only 19 years old. You know, kind of regardless of what you think of him as a driver or on the track or anything he's a human being and I, I don't I I can't I can't even begin to imagine the roller coaster of emotions that young man is going through with having probably the biggest achievement ever in your entire life and just you know six eight hours after that hearing that your father passed away um in, in, in a hotel room after you know after celebrating with you and everything and then Joe Gibbs is once again having to bury another one of his sons who oddly died at 49, the same age that um, JD was his other son, right? Or something like that. Yes. Yep. JD was the other son. Yes. He also passed away at 49. Uh, and so uh, thoughts and prayers from the whole TM five family to the, to the Gibbs family, man. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine losing a father, a son. Like I just, I don't know, man, especially being 19 years old. Like I just wonder what, what his mental state is right now. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's the off season, and whatever he's going through, he can do it privately. Yeah. There's not going to be any cameras in his face this weekend. There's not going to be any reporters sticking a microphone in his face and asking him how he manages to get through the. You know, how do you compartmentalize? How do you focus on the right? You know, there's not going to be any of that crap. We won't see Ty Gibbs again until, well, we'll see him whenever they decide to make the announcement that he's going to be driving the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. Obviously, that will be an emotional big deal. Uh, there will uh, He'll have to field questions there at that press conference. Inevitably, he'll get questions like that, but at least there's time between now and then. There's no rush. We know he's going in that car. They don't need to, you know, that everybody, I'm glad that, family has time to grieve um yeah i can't imagine just the idea of losing my dad at 19 i i hadn't even begun to live my life yet and and, uh you know just devastating like i I don't there's no other word that's it just you know we're supposed to be talking about an 18 year old kid or a 19 year old kid winning a championship who's insanely talented and insanely um, polarizing. Yep. And, and that should be what we're talking about. We should be talking about why nobody wrecked him. Uh, you know, why did the whole Xfinity field let this kid that, you know, come into the race with a price to pay, a, a bounty on his head, essentially. And, and, and none of that matters. Like, nothing that, that we should be talking about matters because, uh, because of the the bigger picture yeah um but unfortunately you know that's life and i and uh, you don't want to be blunt about it but it just you know we are where we're at and and there's nothing left to say except that you know the incredibly heartfelt sorrow for him and and i'm 
I'm just glad that he has time to grieve in private right now. Right, right. And the NASCAR family has always seemed like a very close knit yes. group of people. Like it's 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 so different from any other sport because you know in an instant, I mean, it, any any of those drivers can die. I, I mean, yeah. in in the blink of an eye, any of those people that go out there and put their lives on the line to entertain us in the race week in and week out, they can be gone. Uh, you know, the 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 next lap isn't promised. Um, and I think I think NASCAR is a unique set of circumstances where everybody is so close knit and it's a big family. Um, so I, you know, I'm glad the NASCAR family there as a whole is there to support uh, Gibbs and, and on the racetrack, man. Bef- you know, before kind of all the all the stuff happened that night uh, on the racetrack, I mean, Gibbs just dominated the entire weekend at Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. He got the pole, led 125 or 200 laps. He was. I never thought at any point during that race he wasn't going to win. I think Gregson Gregson led for like 20 or 30 laps somewhere around there, but never at any point did I think Ty Gibbs wasn't coming away uh, with the win and the championship in in the Xfinity series. Yeah, I agree. Um, I obviously I was watching Georgia, Tennessee while this race was on. Uh, I flipped it. I was keeping up with it via Twitter during commercial breaks and halftime. Um, but but more or less, I was seeing Ty Gibbs dominate, uh, and then I I flipped it over. I want to say the game was over and the race had like 20 laps left, and so I saw the last 18 or so laps of the race uh, with Noah Gregson doing everything he could to catch Ty Gibbs uh, and come up short, but. Um, yeah, another so the second race of the weekend, the second race a championship won by a championship final four driver, yep. and from the pole, and having led the most laps. Yep. So yep. we're we're two for two so far on the weekend, and uh, don't look now, <laughs> but but we're gonna have more or less the same on Sunday. We go three for three on Sunday, Matt. We move mm-hmm. over to the NASCAR Cup Series. Joey Logano leads 187 laps, wins the race, wins the championship. From I don't believe he, he didn't have the pole. That's right. Yes, yeah. So that's a most laps led, yep. championship four, race win, pole. From the pole. From the pole. three three series. Uh, this was the only race that I watched. I watched the replay of the truck race. I watched all of the Xfinity race, and I I thought Ty Gibbs was going to win that the entire time. The Cup Series race was the only race that I watched, and I didn't think Logano was going to win it most of the race. I really thought Blaney was going to win it. And I thought how poetic would it be for Ryan Blaney to get his only win of the season when he probably deserved three or four for him to get it at the very last race of the season. And it not matter at all for him. Yeah, I think... um... I think Blaney played the good teammate there for a little while. I think he had the faster car, and it was hard, real hard to pass at Phoenix. It could be done, but not easily. And Ryan Blaney just chose not to put his teammate in that position um, unless a door was opened where he could he could not jeopardize Logano. Uh, but as long as, long as Logano was leading the race, um, I thought he was going to ride be content to ride behind him in second place what i really thought was i thought we would win the race when the 14 car got the lead off pit road 
uh, at the end of the race. I thought, uh, even coming into that pit stop with 30 laps to go or so, uh, I said, man, if Chase, because Chase's pit crew has been on fire lately. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, if Chase's crew can get him the lead here, because uh, the four and the five, or the four and the fourteen were in contention, and obviously with a without a championship, I'm rooting for Logano to win the championship, but I want the race. Um, I think I even sent a tweet that said, "Let's get the twenty-two a championship and the fourteen in victory lane," something like that. But um, but yeah, we just did, we got him off. We got off pit road first, and it, with the lead and restarted with the lead and i thought this is it chase briscoe having already won at phoenix this year uh riding a wave of momentum and and pit crew getting him the lead late in the race um we got this thing won unfortunately chase just didn't have short run speed and it took it took 15 laps before he started clicking off lap times faster than everybody on track um and and by that time it was too late. Logano had gotten by relatively quickly. Blaney got by. Um, somebody else got by. Was it Chastain? Chastain, Chastain. got by. Yeah, yeah, Chastain got by. Chastain got by before the car really came in. Uh, and at that point, it was just Blaney was not going to let Chastain by Logano. We weren't going to win the race. There was nothing else to be debated. Uh, that was it. Stuart Haas finished with two guys in the top five. You Kevin Harvick and Chase yeah. Briscoe, four and five. So Yeah, listen, you know. that, the, I think, obviously I'm biased. I think that could be, that, that's the kind of momentum going into the next year that I'm looking for. I think those two cars out of our stable could be dangerous uh, for obviously, well, not obviously, most likely next year is Kevin Harvick's last year. Um, and, and I think, briscoe is coming into his own he came on really strong late in the season if they can carry that kind of consistency through a whole season they could win four or five races next year and be a legitimate championship threat rather than uh just coming on strong for the playoffs like this last yeah yeah and speaking of championships matt this is the first time uh penske has ever won the indy racing championship and the nascar championship in the same year yeah, uh, pretty crazy to think about, but they only have how many NASCAR championships do they have? Three? Brad Keselowski and Logano twice? Oh my God, I forgot about Brad Keselowski. Yeah, 2012, Brad wow. Keselowski. I completely forgot he won a championship. Might have been earlier than 12. No, I think it was 12. Uh, you might be right. I, I did not know. Yeah, that was that was Dodge's last year. It was a Dodge. Yep. I'm trying uh, to I see think, if uh, they had it on Wikipedia. I should. I'm fairly confident that's Penske's only three NASCAR championships. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, they have three. Yeah, two Logano yep, and yep. yeah, yeah. They so, have, so Penske has mm-hmm. six IndyCar Series championships, nine Kart, three Cup Series, two Xfinity. Two IMSA. Well, those six and nine count together. Because cart and IndyCar are the same thing. So it'd be three and cart then? No, you said nine and cart. Yeah, it says nine and cart and six in the IndyCar series. So that's 15 IndyCar championships. Oh, I got you. I got, I got you. I see where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Team Penske sweeping it. Uh, that wraps up the NASCAR season, man. 
Yes, that was, thank God. That was a fun season, long season. It's the most I've paid attention to in NASCAR in a very, very long time. Uh, a lot of things I liked, a lot of things I didn't like, and everyone everyone heard him here on the podcast. Yeah. All my gripes and grouches and, you know, all the big moments and everything. It's crazy. We got through an entire season of NASCAR already. We did. Uh, you say already. I say finally. Uh, <laughs> Seems weird, man. I, yeah. I, I still remember talking about the, what was it, Ice Cube at the the clashes out yep. in yep. the LA Coliseum. We, we had to talk about Ice Cube performing at the, yeah. the halftime of the Bush Clash race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up. You got any final thoughts on the NASCAR? I, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about F one real quick, but uh, you got any final thoughts on the NASCAR season as a whole? No, uh, I'm I enjoyed it. I appreciate everybody you know riding with us through this. I hope that I was able to provide you with some perspective, biased or unbiased. Um, I have my moments of both. I try to be unbiased, but I'm not gonna pretend like that it doesn't matter to me. Uh, and that I don't have my, I'm not human being with my own opinions and competitive nature. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hope that, uh, everybody enjoyed this. Uh, we, you and I plan to do this again next year. Thousand percent. So, yep. um, yeah, more to come. Hopefully, uh, maybe some, a little bit more structure, same amount of rants. So I don't think those are going anywhere. <laughs> same amount of we, tangents. We will open our 2023 season preview with uh, spring training based. No, um, what a bit. Oh, uh, Super it'll Bowl. still be football. We'll do Super yeah. Bowl coverage. We'll do, yeah, because the Super Bowl is the week before the clash. Yeah. So we'll we'll open with a Super Bowl monologue or, <laughs> uh, but. Um, no, I'm, I'm, we've closed the book on NASCAR. Congratulations to Joey Logano and all the champions. And yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to F1 and close it out. Yeah. So F1 has two more races left, but we're just going to cover the, uh, the Brazil race this week. Uh, it's one of my favorite races of the year. Brazil almost always produces a fantastic race year in and year out. Every single year I hear about the Brazil race, possibly getting torn down or replaced or putting with a new track or something. And I, it pisses me off because this is Ayrton Senna, man. This is, uh, when I think of this track, when I look at this track, I immediately think of Senna. Like that's, yeah. you can't, you can't do that. Like you, you can't, you can't get rid of this race. It's, it's in there with Monaco, in my opinion, as a, uh, as a race that you can't get rid of Monaco, Silverstone, Spa. Like there's some tracks that you just can't get rid of. Like you can't do that. Um, so I'm excited, man. Tomorrow morning we get some practice. 10.30 is FP1, and then at 2 p.m. is qualifying. This is a sprint quality, so we're going to get two races at Brazil, which is great. Saturday at 10.30 is FP2, and then Saturday at 2.30 p.m. is the sprint quality, which I am a huge fan of. I think they have done a great job this year of the sprint quality format, and it's provided some of the best racing all season, in my opinion. Uh, and then on Sunday we have the race at, at 1 p.m. Matt, do you have a you have an early favorite to who you think is going to win this race on Sunday? Yeah, Max Verstappen. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a uh, <laughs> pretty that's set in stone right there. That guy's yeah. I'm I, gonna I'm gonna say stay say stay safe on my limb there. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be so. I mean, we have two races left. <laughs> Does Lewis get a race win before the season's over? Mm, no. It's it's not looking good, man. Mercedes has looked a lot I mean, stronger. If he, 
if he does, it'll be Abu Dhabi because I mean they he's been insanely good there. I, yes. I think he's I think Mercedes, except for last year, and that was under circumstances, uh, has never lost an Abu Dhabi race. I can't think of a time where they did. Um, so at least since I've been watching, and like, when did I start watching F one? Twelve. That's about twelve ish. Yeah, I think I seriously started watching in. Oh Christ, we're in twenty twenty two. So yeah, it's been six years. So I was probably like fifteen, sixteen. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I it. I'm going to go with Lewis this week just because I don't want to go with Max Verstappen. I don't want to choose the same That's one. Fine. But yep. yeah, I think, I think, you know, if you, if you're betting, I put money on Max. That, that would be, yeah. that would be my suggestions. I think, uh, and if, if you are betting on Lewis, do it in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Parlay. Yeah. Do it, do it in two weeks and don't expect to see that money ever again. Yep. But, uh, but that wraps up this season of track talk. TM five's track talk has a successful season one. Uh, successful in my book. I don't know if it's successful in anybody else's book, but uh, well, we're the, it's our podcast, so that's right. Successful that's whatever we book. decide. <laughs> uh, and but we'll be back next year. We'll probably have a podcast in between now and when the clashes start. We'll probably do a uh, mid-off season podcast. Maybe answer some questions, kind of update any big news that's going on. Uh, but uh, until then, we will see y'all probably after uh, we'll probably see you next year in 2023 here on TM5's Track Talk. I'm Bryce. He's Matt. We'll see you next year. <laughs>